I knew I had missed God. I had such a terrible feeling in my stomach, and I just knew I, was, I, knew I was wrong. Ted Winsley is a pastor in New Jersey. He's also the team chaplain for the NFL's Philadelphia Eagles. But Ted didn't always serve God. In fact, he spent many years running away from him. I want to be a businessman. I want to make a lot of money. I want to be sexy. I want to be famous. I want to be a star. You watch and see what I do with my life. While Ted Winsley was avoiding God, God was waiting for him with open arms. After Ted finally accepted Jesus Christ, he was given an opportunity to share the hope of Jesus with professional football players. With the NFL season halfway through, we thought it would be a perfect time to share Ted's story with you on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. We're posting this episode of GPS on Veterans Day. So we would like to tell you about the newest episode of our other podcast, Fearless, hosted by Sissy Graham Lynch. What's the connection between Fearless and Veterans Day? Well, Sissy talked with her brother, Edward, who served in eight combat operations while he was in the United States Army. Edward went to West Point. He graduated in 2003. So, of course, that was right after 9-11. And when he and his friends graduated, they faced careers which would be defined by war. Sissy and Edward talk about the importance of observing Veterans Day. You'll find a link to that episode of Fearless with Sissy Graham Lynch in the show notes. Another link you'll find in the show notes is for our website, findpeacewithgod.net. That site can help you begin a relationship with Jesus Christ, or it can help you deepen the one you already have. The address again is findpeacewithgod.net. GPS. God. People. Stories. Ted Winsley didn't always know he'd be a pastor. The idea first came to him while he was watching a Christmas program on TV when he was 16. But... Ted didn't know exactly what it meant to do pastoral ministry, so his mom suggested that he interview the pastor at their church to find out more. And at the end of that interview, I was furious because I felt like, oh my goodness, this was a practical joke played by God on me. Um, Being a pastor is not a job. Being a pastor is a lifestyle. Who in the world wants to do this? You're always on call. They don't make a lot of money. They have to constantly go to school, education, uh, all of those things. People are ungrateful. And I was like, oh, no, I want to be a businessman. I want to make a lot of money. I want to be sexy. I want to be famous. I want to be a star. I didn't hear any of that in the description. I'm out. And I told God at at 17 years old, you didn't call me to pastor. I don't want to do this. You watch and see what I do with my life. So Ted ran away from God and away from the call to ministry. And so my running really looked like for the next four years in college, uh, just getting involved. Really, my my vice was women. Um, It was almost like what I was trying to do was sear my conscience um, from who I was by trying to be somebody else. Um, And, uh, you know, a lot of venereal diseases and and the the last young lady that uh, I was sexually involved with before I met my wife uh, winded up dying of AIDS. And, uh, and so it, it was crazy, um, just 
realizing that I was out here just about killing myself, and I was doing it again through relationships. And, and I think also the other thing was as, as I, re- I knew who God was. So as I was running from him, I was trying to use uh, relationships with women as a substitute for his love. Things hit a low point during Ted's senior year of college, and his mom was getting more and more worried about him. One day, she invited Ted to come over, and when he got there, she walked him to a mirror, and she made him look at himself. And she said, um, who are you? Like, I don't even recognize you. And the crazy part was, when she walked me to the mirror, I didn't know who I was either, which kind of scared me, but I didn't want to let her know that. Faced with that brief moment of existential crisis... Ted left his mom's house and then tried to figure out why he was feeling so rebellious and angry and fearful. He ultimately decided to tell a friend about how bad things were. So I grabbed uh, my friend Tony and uh, and we're walking. I'm kind of sharing with him just like how dark things are going in my life. And again, remembering, you know, he was kind of with me in the darkness. um, And but at one point in time, he, he, you know, he was born again and was living for God, but was not at this time. Neither was I. And so we're, we're walking into the student center, and I was just explaining just how depressed and dark I felt. And then we, we both looked up, and on the door, it said Bible study. And I looked at Tony, and he looked at me, and I just said, yo, man, maybe this will make me feel better. We sit down. I'm sitting in the back. I feel, I, honestly, I was feeling like taking my life. And, um, and I'll never forget, I heard a familiar voice. That familiar voice was coming from the young lady who was leading the Bible study. Ted had seen her on campus a couple years earlier during freshman orientation when she was in a friendly contest where people made fun of each other. I'll never forget in my head, I said, man, she's attractive, but her mouth was foul. She was cussing and this is crazy. And I'll never forget, I said, oh, she's cute, Ah, but she's vulgar. Um, And it's interesting that lost sight of that young lady. Until the Bible study. She was teaching and leading the Bible study. Except when I saw her, you know, four years ago, she had a leather sweatsuit on, gold and uh, glasses, whatever. She didn't have any of that. Um, uh, All I saw was amazing. It scared me as well. When I looked up, I saw me. I saw me standing up there. Um, and, And then I put my head down and I began to pray. And I said, God, if you can change that girl, I want you to change me. And, um, and then at the end of the Bible study, she gave an altar call, came up to the altar call, and I gave my life to Christ. And I got a phone number, and I married her. <laughs> so we've been married for 25 years. Uh, it was my wife, Dawn. Pretty amazing. Ted began a relationship with Jesus Christ and met his future wife on the same day. Even though Ted's heart was changed in that moment, he still resisted going into full-time ministry. Instead, after college, he climbed the ranks at a popular clothing company. I was a national sales manager for FUBU dress shirts and neckwear. And um, I worked in Manhattan, traveled all over the country, um, dealt with celebrities. Um, it was a blast. Um, and, and it was interesting. It was kind of what, what I thought that I wanted in my life. You know, um, money and, and exposure. In spite of all that professional success, Ted still was not satisfied. As much as he loved his job, something was missing. So when the pastor of his church, Lamont McLean, asked Ted to think about leaving his job at FUBU to join the church staff, Ted was interested. But there was one problem. It was a $50,000 pay cut. And I was like, 
what? <laughs> and now, now prior to my, my pastor being a pastor, he also was a businessman. And so I'm like, okay, so this is negotiation. So I started talking to him, and he's like, look, no, no, you're, you're not understanding, son. Um, this, is, this is a ministry opportunity. This is not a negotiation. The salary is what it is. And I just said, well, no. And he said, excuse me? And I said, well, then no. And, and it was funny, even before he could say the next word, I knew I had missed God. I had such a terrible, you know, feeling in my stomach, and I just knew I was, I knew it was wrong. I knew it wasn't even about him. It, it was me and God, and I had missed what God was trying to get me to do or understand. And then I immediately said, okay, I'm sorry, Pastor. Yeah, I'll take the job. He said, no, no, it's off the table. And I said, what? And he said, because if you think that this is about money, you're going to hurt yourself. And he said, so here's what we'll do. I'll see you in six months. Pastor Lamont wanted Ted to get his heart right, to be in it for the ministry, not for the money. Well, over the next six months, Ted continued to be wildly successful at his job. But he also became convinced that he needed to surrender his career and finally follow God's plan for his life. And so after six months, I contacted my pastor again. I was actually at Fort Lauderdale on the beach miserable, <laughs> you know, and, um, and I'm calling them just saying, what, how's everything going? What y'all doing over there? And I asked them, you know, is the job still open? He said, you don't understand, son. It, it's your position. You just weren't ready. Now that Ted was ready, he joined the church as an assistant pastor and the head of media and production. The church was in New Jersey, close to the Pennsylvania border. Not long after Ted joined the staff, Pastor Lamont was asked to lead Bible studies for the nearby NFL team, the Philadelphia Eagles. And Ted tagged along. I was the guy that carried the Bibles. Uh, so one of the players actually said, man, we didn't even know you could talk because I, I was quiet. I just served. Uh, my pastor, we're 20 years apart. Um, so the interesting thing was during that time, I, I was around the same age as some of the older players. So it, it was interesting because the dynamic, uh, Pastor Lamont, amazing teacher um, and, and, and very intuitive. And it was interesting. I didn't even realize, you know, what was happening. But by the middle of the first year, going ending the first year, he looked to me and he said, look, I'm not supposed to be doing this. You are like, what are you talking about? And he said, you don't understand. Most of these young African-American players never had a father. And although, you know, they're enjoying the teaching, they're really not connecting. And he said, they don't want a father, they want a brother. And, uh, and he turned the Bible study over to me. So, since the early 2000s, Ted has served as team chaplain for the Eagles players. He does one-on-one -on -one discipleship training, marital counseling, and he helps run Bible studies at a chapel service. Ted has seen a lot of amazing things as a team chaplain. Players have come to Christ and gotten free from addictions. Others have reconciled with their families. Some have been very open about their faith with fans and the media. And then a revival movement broke out on the team. The guys have been learning about being a part of the kingdom and realizing that, you know, praying and going to church and Bible study, this isn't religion. It's a relationship and it becomes a lifestyle. And that is the major difference um, that has really, really taking place on this team. For example, here's what happened with some of the Christian players on the Eagles in 2016. During a, one of the studies, um, Trey Burton asked about water baptism. And I said, well, let me, let me teach you guys about it. So uh, I, did a, I did a series for three weeks called uh, Water Baptism, Identifying with My Conversion. And uh, at the end of it, we had about 20, 23 guys in the study, 
And um, I remember Trey Burton was on fire, and he's like, let's do it. I was like, all right, great. I said, do what? So let's water baptize. There's guys that want to be water baptized. I said, great. Well, I'll speak to the there's other chaplain, uh, Herb Lusk, that does the coaches. And I said, well, I'll speak to Herb, and maybe we can uh, use his, you know, use his church. And they were like, let's do it now. And uh, they were just so adamant. I was like, let's go. So we actually went into the um, the, the cold tub. It was about uh, 10 degrees. And um, and we were just, it started off with water baptizing too, but just the synergy took place. Next thing I know, we wound up water baptizing uh, five guys. By the way, a cold tub is a big pool filled with water that players cool down in after practices or after games. A video of the players getting baptized was created, and in turn, it created quite a buzz in the media. A year later, a new video went viral showing another Eagles player getting baptized in a hotel pool while the team was on the road. And all of this took place leading up to the Eagles' Super Bowl win in 2018. Nick Foles, a strong Christian, won the MVP award for his performance in that game. He and many other players and coaches used that platform to declare their faith after winning the Super Bowl. But Ted's confident that even if they had not won that Super Bowl that year, the believers on the team would have still been witnessing for Jesus. God's word is true, um, so much so um, that whether you experience the results of God's promises in this lifetime or not, your attitude uh, and your actions will remain the same. Real faith is sometimes you don't get what you think. (laughs) Sometimes God doesn't do what you think he's going to do Uh, in the time you think that it's going to happen. But then the real question, is he still God? And will you still serve him? And does it change anything? Since the baptisms and Super Bowl 52 victory, some of the key Christian players have retired or left the Eagles, and others are still there. After almost two decades of being a chaplain for the team, Ted Winsley has realized this. What we're seeing on the team is a cultural shift of love a cultural shift of acceptance. And so it's, it's amazing because, you know, it, does the whole team believe? Or the whole, is the whole team Christians? No. But, but the entire team is being impacted by a kingdom culture, and it's causing them to become unified and to be a family. Are you a part of the family of God? Do you have a personal relationship with God's Son, Jesus Christ? When you decide to follow Jesus, your life will never be the same again. Ted Wensley has helped many Philadelphia Eagles players realize that truth over the years, and we'd love to tell you more about that truth. Go to findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. So, what's it like being around world-famous athletes in the NFL? Ted says it's actually no big deal. He'll explain why in just a minute. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Every time you flee from the presence of God, you're in trouble. Every time. Billy Graham. And many of you are trying to flee from God tonight. 
And it leads down to guilt and loneliness and separation and hell. And every step leads law. You are not sure that Christ lives in your heart. You're not sure that your sins are forgiven. You're not sure that if you died, you'd go to heaven. If you have a doubt about it, you ought to settle it this very night. You're fleeing from God. Repentance means that you change your mind. It means that you're saying to God, I'm willing to change my way of living and turn from sin and start on the narrow road. You won't be perfect, but Christ will be there in the person of the Holy Spirit to help you to live the life of a follower of Christ. You cannot live it alone. If you're ready to stop running from God and ready to surrender your life to His Son, Jesus Christ, we can help. Pay us a visit at findpeacewithgod.net. That is findpeacewithgod.net. And that web address, by the way, is in the show notes. Our guest on this episode of GPS is Ted Winsley, one of the team chaplains for the Philadelphia Eagles. Ted says while he regrets a lot of the things he's done in his past, God has used those experiences to help him connect with the Eagles players. When my pastor asked me to come and assist him, I wasn't phased by the, the athletes or the glitz or glamour. I've been all around it. I knew these were just regular people, um, and actually these were regular young men. Many of those guys out there playing dealing with baby mama drama, financial issues, vices, high on all types of drugs, just crazy stuff. So when I, when I share with, with the guys some of the, my exploits and, and some of, the, some of the, the crazy situations I had gotten myself into and, and you know, the, the daggers and, and bullets that I've dodged, um, you know, they could relate. Also, oftentimes their mouths were dropped, uh, and they, they realized, okay, when you give your life to Christ, He heals you. Uh, and you actually find out that, wow, all these things, these vices were substitutes for peace. Our thanks to Ted Winsley for sharing with us on GPS, God, People, Stories. Also, thank you to Newsboys for letting us use some of their music on this episode. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. GPS is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. And if you've enjoyed this episode, would you share it with a friend? We'd really appreciate it. That's not as important. We think they would really appreciate it. We also thank you for listening. And don't forget to check out the special Veterans Day episode of our other podcast, Fearless with Sissy Graham Lynch. GPS is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. See only you got me flying with eagles walking on Every heart.